in the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. I would be curious to know what new perspective you have gained in this time of quarantine that has brought you joy. Now hang in with me here. I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig. I'm not trying to say that quarantine is a good thing and we just have to make the best of it. Yet at the same time, I am asking, is there something that has brought you anything that has brought you some joy, a moment of praise, or maybe Thanksgiving? I was talking to a colleague this week who is suddenly noticing all of the birds in his neighborhood and how they're interacting with each other. I can see from Facebook and many phone conversations, many have improved their cooking and baking skills. Some of us have learned new ways to connect on our computers. And what is the difference between Zoom and Facebook? Some of us are using this time to be introspective about what is important to us. I know that in Hermosa, over 250 people have signed up to help others during this time of need. And while I lament that we need to have such a thing, I give great thanks that we are in a community where members are helping one another. That's to say nothing of the St. Cross parishioner who hung up from coffee hour last week and ran out to take milk to another parishioner who had run out of milk. So what is it that brings you joy? Personally, I know that I'm enjoying time in my backyard and talking to my tomato plants every day rather than throwing some water on them as I go running out the gate for work in the morning. And I know that being the auntie that I am, I've had great joy in sharing my family's sourdough with my bestie's daughter and taking time to tell her about how to care for it and what she can make with it. And in exchange, I got homemade pretzels. They were pretty good, and that was a joyful moment, too. I start with joy because I think joy might seem a bit more elusive these days. Watching or reading the news can be overwhelming, and this is your PSA to check all sources of your news, especially before you post on Facebook. I know that our internal grief from this physical social distancing is real. I know that we have pain by not being able to hug our loved ones, to say nothing of those who cannot be at the bedside of those who are dying. Life itself can seem overwhelming right now, and we're exhausted either by managing all on our own or trying to navigate the work at home and the school at home, and all of the family at home, all of the time. And what is that balance? In short, the feeling of lament is prevalent to us in this moment. And yet joy and lament, they go hand in hand in our faith. A seminary professor reminded me this week that life is mourning and rejoicing. It is always lament and praise. I'm sure I've run across this balance before, but I saw it 
in a new light given our current COVID circumstances. You see, this pandemic has brought the teeter-totter of mourning and rejoicing, lament and praise into a sharper focus for us. This professor went on to point out that actually, if you were to look at all of our liturgies, we always give, we give voice to both life's challenges and life's opportunities. We give voice to rejoicing and giving praise. Lament and praise, mourning and rejoicing is exactly what we find on the road to Emmaus in this morning's gospel. Cleopas and his friends have been on a journey to Jerusalem and are now returning home. And as they're talking about what happened in Jerusalem, they encounter a stranger who asks, what are they talking about and why are they sad? They're shocked. They're shocked that this stranger doesn't know what's happened in the past three days. The stranger does not heard of Jesus of Nazareth, who Cleopas and his friend and, and thousands of others hoped would be the Messiah. And yet this Jesus was crucified. But then did you hear the women? They went to his tomb and and. He was not there, and an angel said that he was alive, and his tomb was empty. They tell this to the stranger, and they look at him. I mean, how has he not heard this news? Imagine someone looking at us today and saying, what virus? Jesus, however, doesn't say, don't worry, be happy or some other annoying aphorism that doesn't help when you are deep in grief, grief or lament. Rather, Jesus listens to their story. Okay, he does chide them a bit for not seeing the whole picture. But Jesus listens. And then he goes on to teach. And I imagine this as a, a teaching and conversation, drawing out what Cleopas and his friend have learned and expanding upon their learning, filling in the edges as they walk together towards home. Upon reaching their village, Jesus plans to keep on going, but they implore him to come and spend the night to break bread with them. And as Jesus accepts and Jesus says the blessing over the bread and gives it to them, in that moment, their eyes were opened and they knew exactly who Jesus was. Enter the joy and the praise in that flush that causes you to rejoice. They are so excited. Jesus, he goes away. And they, these two are so excited. They travel all the way back to Jerusalem to tell the 11 of what they had seen, that Jesus had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Even in resurrection, Jesus allows space for the lament and the mourning. He listens, he doesn't deny. And then through his teaching, he gives hope. He explains what was, what is, and what is to be. He opens the scriptures to them, giving them the tools to stay centered in their faith. 
And in the breaking of the bread, he opens their eyes and in comes that moment of thanksgiving. So much rejoicing, so much praise that they cannot contain it. Mourning and rejoicing, lament and praise. This is the cycle of our faith. So I encourage you this week, as you are getting ready for bed, as you are brushing your teeth and saying your prayers, take a moment to do a quick examine is what we call it, a quick look on your day and ask yourself, where did I experience lament today? Where is it that I found joy? Our prayers, for ourselves and for others should reflect with honesty the occasions for lament and for praise. For Jesus dwells equally in both. Amen.